Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards. And I'm Starla Simpaco. Jake is right there. Last week, people wanted him to come in and introduce himself. So Jake is our producer of the show. Uh, Tell people about yourself for a second, Jake. Uh, My name is Jake Green. Uh, I run an esports organization called Northwest Esports, and I'm also here to do production for Geared Up. There we go. Welcome. This is the show that brings you the latest tech news and consumer electronics news from over the past week or so, at least the things that we found interesting that we want to share with you guys at home or at work or in the car or really wherever you are. Yeah, today we have a lot to cover, like some new products from Apple. Mm -hmm. Potentially uh, rumored. Rumored. Um, What is not rumored is a very nasty bug, a FaceTime bug that we're going to need to talk about and address Yes. And then... Um, Yikes. Yeah, not, not good. <laughs> not the best situation Especially to be in. Especially from Apple. Yeah. And uh, we have some other, other devices to, to debate on. Yes. Plus, like, uh, plus best TVs for Super Bowl. Yes. And at the end, we'll talk about the minimalist phone trend. Mm, not, not a fan. Let's jump into our first story. <laughs> the first story, which started breaking yesterday, last night, is a crazy privacy-killing bug in the iPhone and on Macs for FaceTime. Have you heard about this? I just heard about it this morning. It's kind of terrifying. So what what was happening, Andrew? Okay, so um, people discovered that if you initiate a FaceTime call with someone else Mm -hmm. and, and then during the call, while the call was ringing, add a third party, so basically a multi-person FaceTime call. If you add a third party into the call, even if that third party is yourself, the other person's phone would immediately start sending you a stream of the audio. So without them answering the phone, their phone would basically answer the FaceTime call and start sending you the audio that the phone hears. So, and they they didn't have to do anything to make that happen. Furthermore, if the person declined the FaceTime call by hitting the power button on their phone, just tapping it, that's how you you can decline a call or FaceTime, it would start setting the video feed no. to the caller. <laughs> so you think you hung up. There's nothing on your screen indicating that you're sending oh, this feed over to okay. them. And the person on the other side is getting a video feed to their phone. Now, obviously, this is probably not something that most people would discover on their own because it's a very specific scenario. Mm-hmm. You have to FaceTime someone and while it's ringing, quickly add someone else to the call. But obviously someone discovered it. Yeah, and there is a woman who said that she actually reported it yeah. days before the news broke, and we actually have a video that we're going to pull up. Yeah, Jake's pulling this up here. So it's interesting because Apple is such a huge company, right? Mm-hmm. So one person finds this bug, which is, a, in my opinion, one of the worst bugs ever on a mobile device. They find this. How do you get it in front of the right person for them to take action quickly? Like, okay, I found this, I tweeted it to them, I emailed it to them, but you're emailing customer service and you're tweeting it to whoever handles their Twitter account. Mm -hmm. What, there has to be a better way to manage this kind of thing because this is terrible. Yeah, and I didn't realize that the person who was receiving the call, whose audio was basically being leaked, had no, would have no idea that the other person could hear what they were saying. Yeah, exactly. Imagine saying, what they could doing, hear. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Where, where's your phone at and what are you doing at the time? <laughs> they can hear it. And um, if, you, if you're like, oh, I'm busy right now, let me hit the power button, you're now sending a video feed. <laughs> 
of, of, of whatever how you were not actually whatever. busy <laughs> exactly exactly so that's crazy um and obviously not just for personal privacy but if you're in a let's just say you know a private meeting at work yeah a confidential meeting right and all I would, of a sudden you're streaming nope it's terrible um but this also happened i believe it was national privacy day something like that yesterday oh was it yeah it was like national like privacy day or national data protection <laughs> oh, day the timing. something like that so tim cook yesterday sent out a tweet cuz you know apple's all about privacy um at least that's the drum that they beat so he he did a you know a very eloquent tweet about how app privacy is a right and apple protects your privacy etc cetera, etc cetera, and then this comes after that now but did doesn't you s- apple have a bug bounty right i mean aren't yes. they pretty notorious for what's a bug, a bug bounty bounty? well bug bounty is basically you can report to them that you found a bug and they will pay you for and you know obviously you don't leak it or anything like that but i mean apple's pretty notorious for having this kind of security correct now for those who may not have heard in the beginning that is jake our producer we got him a mic Yep. He's here to to chime in. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but no, what's interesting is that, yes, they do have a bug bounty, and I believe the woman was trying to submit it as part of the bug bounty. Oh, okay. okay. Which, in my opinion, should have made that an even higher <laughs> like priority. Definitely. So either they didn't pay attention, or they saw it and was like, we have to figure out how to fix it. Now, the thing is, a lot of people are saying, well, Apple knew about this you know, however many days ago, let's say 10 days ago. The thing is, if someone reports a bug like that 10 mm-hmm. days ago, you don't announce to the world before it's fixed, hey, this bug exists, here's okay. how it works, right? Because now everybody's gonna try it. But yesterday, once it started hitting the news, they turned off multi-person FaceTime. Okay. Why didn't they do that 10 days ago? if they knew about it 10 days ago. Hmm. So it, they slipped up somewhere. Either they didn't take action quickly enough or they knew about it and didn't take action to just disable group FaceTime quickly enough. But either way, it's a pretty big blemish on Apple's whole privacy stance. And at CES, Apple's never there, mm-hmm. but they always have some some effect on the show. And this year, do you see their big... It was the big sign. The big yeah. billboard. It said, what happens on your iPhone stays on your iPhone. And obviously, that's not true. Not true. That's not, not true, true right Apple. Now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And I'm going to just reiterate what Jake just said. He basically asked, doesn't Apple have a bug bounty program, which is basically a program where if you find a bug, you can submit it to like a, a, a major bug. You can submit mm-hmm. it to them and they will pay you a fee for finding that bug that mm-hmm. was, you know, a, a a major issue. So I believe the woman was trying to submit it to get, you know, get paid for finding this. But yeah. at the end of the day, she found a legitimate, terrible, I, there has been no other bug like this. No no Android devices had anything like this. Like, this is crazy. Ugh, now I'm, I'm just afraid of carrying this around now. Just well, well, they've disabled group FaceTime, <laughs> so don't worry. Okay. Group FaceTime's disabled for now. Have you ever so, actually used group FaceTime? I have. Honestly? Uh, I haven't, actually. (laughs) The only reason I've ever used group FaceTime is me and a lot of the other top YouTube tech creators. Hmm. Once the feature launched, we all got together to do, um, I believe the max is 32 people. I think we got 29 people in. We tried to like max it out. We got 29 people in there. That's a lot. Um, of but that's people. the only time I've ever done it. I've never done it any time besides that. I mean, how often do you even single person FaceTime? Do you? A little bit. Do you? Okay. I feel like it's younger people that do the that use FaceTime more really? than Yeah, cuz I feel like Aren't like, you a young person? I, I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm middle-aged young. I'm middle like aged the, young. my age would be equivalent to being like lower middle class. 
So I'm still middle, <laughs> but I'm lower. I'm lower. I'm, I'm still I'm still on the young end of things. An elder millennial. But you still you still look up to me a little bit. You respect your elders in that way. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So no. Um, but like my son, 15 years old, high school, FaceTime. Oh, I didn't know you had a son. Okay. <laughs> yes, I do. I have a son. He's 15. <laughs> he will he will video chat. He'll FaceTime. Yeah. Um, he'll be with his friends. Um, they have all these apps that I've, I've never even heard of. That's one thing that makes you feel old is when they open up an app you never even heard of. Like, like musically like, or something. I'm on house party right now with my friend. What house party? What's house party. What the hell is that? <laughs> well, it's an easy way to do group video chat. I'm like, you have FaceTime built in. What is this house party thing? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So that that is Apple's bug. They say there will be a fix before the end of this week. <sighs> And the temporary fix right now is that they've disabled group FaceTime. So no one can take advantage of this bug right now. Good. Once they fix it, they'll re-enable group FaceTime and then we'll be <clears throat> back up and running. Do you know if other companies do bug bounties? I'm sure a lot of okay. big companies do. Um, you know, the thing is, this is a pretty big deal for privacy, this bug that happened with Apple. But we've seen this kind of thing with other companies as well. Not to this effect where you can just listen in on somebody. But for example, Android devices, it may have just been Samsung ones, um, started randomly just taking pictures from your phone and just yeah. sending them out to your contacts, just picking random photos and just no. sending them. Um, so that's not, that's not good. <laughs> um, we've seen the Google Home have a bug where it would actually just listen to wherever you place it, just listen nonstop and save it to Google servers. They say, oh, well, that was a bug. <laughs> so, so someone figures this out like, the Google Home is listening to everything I say and capturing it and uploading it. And you know, the, when a company says, oh, well, it was a bug, people are always like, well, was it really a bug or did you just get caught? I honestly think it's just a bug. I don't think they're trying <laughs> to do this. Um, but yeah, we've seen this type of thing. And what's interesting is that as we carry these devices around with us or place them in our homes, no software is perfect. Yeah. So bugs are going to happen. And... Are we okay with knowing that sometimes those bugs are going to result in our privacy being invaded when we didn't yeah. expect it to? I don't know. So you were recently in L.A. Yep. Uh, to talk on KTLA about yes. some of your top TV picks for mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. So yeah. tell me about, you know, what are you thinking? What's trending right now? What would you buy if you had to go out and buy a TV today okay. for Sunday? Well, okay, so here's what's up. So I went down to KTLA. And they wanted me to kind of give a breakdown of different TV options. So I didn't want to give like specific, I did give one specific model, but I, I kept it more general. Here's like the best you can get, here's very good, and then here's like my TV for the every man. Can I say every man in 2019? The every person. Sure. The every person. Um, so high end. Did you see this at CES? Samsung's booth. The 8K. The 8K oh, my gosh. TV. 8K. 8K is so crazy. Now, they're, they're selling one. You can actually go to Best Buy right now oh, nice. and buy. There's one 8K TV on the market, and it's Samsung's. It's an 85-inch TV. 85-inch. 85-inch QLED, QLED. $15,000. Plus tax. Oh. Plus tax. Unless you, <laughs> unless you go down to Portland in our area, you can drive down to Portland. A lot of people will do that trick. Like, I'm going to go to Portland and save tax. Now, in this case, you're saving, be like, worth it. Yeah, you're saving like $1,500 <laughs> in tax. What kind of refresh rate are we talking about? Um, it's basically the same as their other TV. So I believe it's it's either a 120 or 240 refresh rate. Wow. Um, it, it's cute. Like, it's a, it's a high-end, obviously, TV. Yeah. The cool thing is... 
Not that I expect people to go out and rush out and buy a fifteen thousand dollar TV. Um, since there's not a lot of 8K content, they've really been focusing on trying to make sure that it's upscaling is up to par. So that if you're watching 4K or even 1080p, it will upscale it to 8K and actually look good. Oh, nice. So at CES, they were showing, here's a 4K feed, here's a 1080p feed, here's the upscaled version, and it actually looked better, which is very rare. Usually mm-hmm. upscaling looks terrible. Yeah. So that's one option. If you want to have the best TV on the block for your Super Bowl party... You're going to go out and buy a $15,000. It'll be the most popular house on yeah, the block. Yeah, people are going to want to come over, play yeah. games on that. That's a yeah. huge TV, 85 inches. That's taller than me. That, <laughs> how tall are you? Five foot two. Now I'm curious. Wow, you're you're down there. Um, <laughs> I'm not much taller than that. I am, <laughs> I'm, you're down there. I'm five, six. Um, wait, no, I'm five, seven and a half. When you're short, you have to throw the and a half on there. Yeah. Even if it's not and a half, you just want to say it just yeah. to make your height sound a little longer. Every half inch counts. Yes. Um, <laughs> Okay, so that is the $15,000 Samsung. Yeah. Now, let's get more yeah. practical. Yeah, like if I don't want to spend right. $15,000, like... That's like the cost of a Kia. It That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let's go down to OLED. Have you seen the OLED TVs? Okay, no, I haven't. Okay, so OLED, these are the super thin TVs. They're organic light-emitting diode. It's an organic compound, which means it's technically a living compound. Okay. Living things die eventually. So that's the one thing about OLEDs is that they are going to fade out and eventually not work. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to happen in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, you know, I, I would be surprised if you bought an OLED today and 10 years from now, it was still giving you the same performance, though. Um, that mm-hmm. said, very thin, very amazing black levels, um, and the picture is pretty amazing. The thing about Super Bowl season leading into Super Bowl, you're seeing companies that sell TVs, like best, the Best Buys at Amazon, yeah. they're dropping prices because they expect you. Oh. Everybody wants to upgrade their TV mm-hmm. for Super Bowl. So Black Friday and Super Bowl, those are the times. Um, you can pick up a good OLED TV. Typically, they're 3000 but you're going to see them right now for around 2000 So if you want to okay. get a good OLED TV, $2,000. That sounds a lot better than $15,000. Yes. Still expensive. <laughs> now, here's a stat you may not know. 98% of the TVs sold in the United States sell for under $2,000, 98%. Okay. So that means all the TVs, when you go into Best Buy, the vast majority of people are not buying those like expensive TVs. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody, 98 out of 100 people, will buy a budget TV. Okay. They spend under. I probably fall into that category. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Most people aren't trying, you know, they just want a TV that's good yeah. enough. So my good enough TV recommendation, the TV I recommend for... The average consumer out there mm-hmm. is a TCL 6 series. Okay. Are you aware of TCL? Yes, I've heard, of course. Okay. I've heard of TCL. Not many yes. people have. I mean, they're still fairly new yeah. in the U.S. market. Jake, have you heard of TCL? I have heard of TCL. All right, and see. how much is their TV that you right. recommend? So the TCL 6 series is the one I recommend be specifically because it feels like it is a high-quality TV for a budget price. Okay. So a 55-inch version of the 6 Series right now is selling for $629. Oh, that's reasonable. It's very reasonable. It has um, full array backlighting, which means it tries to mimic the the, the black levels of an OLED by okay. using the, the backlighting that it has in there. Mm-hmm. So it's not super thin because of the backlighting, but it gives you a great picture. It's 4K. It has Roku built in, so you don't need to buy any sort of set-top oh, box. Roku's built in. Um, and it looks good. Like the the frame and everything, it's brushed metal. It's not plastic. So you're okay. getting a pretty high-quality TV for $629, which will still make you look good 
when you have your friends over for the mm-hmm. the big game. Mm-hmm. Why do you have to say big game, by the way? You ever you know about that? No. Like you're not allowed to you're not supposed to say Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, like we're we're doing a news show, so it's okay. Oh. But like if you're like, hey, we have our big game, our big game contest, like you can't say our Super Bowl, like like oh. Super Bowl like is very a very protected term. So I didn't whenever know that. you watch TV, like pay attention to the TV and radio, they will always say the big game and they won't say Super Bowl. Maybe there's like a copyright issue. Right, but everything's copyrighted. Like I can say iPhone. Well, right? I like, think I think like some local channels in Seattle, like I think Q13 can say there's a certain phrase. It's either go 12s or go Hawks or something like that. Oh. And so when I was at King 5, we we couldn't use You couldn't say yeah, Seahawks. All, all, no, we could say Seahawks, okay. but there was a specific phrase that only Q13 could use. So then oh. when we were at Cairo, we couldn't tweet that phrase. Wow. Like, oh, wow. So that I if I had to guess, that would be it. Okay, that's that's crazy. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Amazing. So that was your look at our uh, my picks for uh, this Sunday. Again, um, big sales are happening right now. Amazon, Best Buy, you know, all these places. So if you want to get a TV um, sometime soon, now is probably the time to do it because of these sales. Can you stream the Super Bowl online if you don't have a TV? You can stream it. Okay. You can stream it online. Um that sounds crazy, but yeah, like when you're, when you're just on your phone watching the Super Bowl, you're just on your phone, watching the big riding game, riding the bus, <laughs> the big game on a little screen. <laughs> yes. All right. So there you have it. That is um, my picks for Super Bowl TVs. We will be right back talking about some more um, potential news and products coming from Apple. Nice. This is geared up. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Andrew Edwards. And I'm Starla Simpaco. It's time for the National Car Rental Story of the Week. Thanks to National Car Rental for sponsoring Geared Up. And be sure to check out Andrew's show, Technically Speaking, on the nationalcar.com control center or youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. Yes, Technically Speaking is the show I do with them where I talk about the best tech gear, gadgets, etc. that you would take with you, whether you're business traveling whether you're personal traveling, just when you're on the go, what tech will make your life easier or more fun? That's what Technically Speaking is all about. Awesome. The latest tech puts you in the driver's seat, and National Car Rentals Emerald Club will keep you there. Yes, go national and go like a pro. Okay, story of the week is the new rumored new Apple iPod Touches and base-level iPads. I never thought I'd hear you ever say that. Really? New iPod Touches. I know. It's been it's weird. Um, about four years Something since they've like released that. iPod Touches. Yeah. I- iPods Touch? Oh, yeah. iPods touch yeah. What is the touches? plural form? Whatever it is, <laughs> we thought, or I thought, they were like on their way out. Or maybe not on their way out, but at the very least, just we're just going to sell this one just forever until people don't want iPods anymore. Mm-hmm. But the rumor says, hey, new iPod Touches are on the way. If it's true, yeah. why do you think... They're coming out with a new iPod Touch. Well, I think the last iPod Touch is running an Apple A8 processor, if I'm not mistaken. It might be an A7 processor. So that's like a processor that's many years old. So it could just be at a point where they're saying, okay, we might not be selling iPods a ton, but we still sell enough of them that we need to have it in our lineup. And we just don't, we can't make any more of those old processors anymore. We need to bump it up to something Does newer. Does it fit, though? I mean, do you feel like it fits in their lineup? Does the iPod? Know, yeah, or the iPod Touch. I so, mean, classic, in, in a classic way it does, but... Here's you know, the now. thing. 
with the iPods that a lot of people don't think about. Like I'm super into tech, obviously. Mm-hmm. Any, I, probably anybody in this room, we're more techie than the average person. So when when people like me look at it, they say, no one wants this, no one buys this, we all have iPhones, why would we need this? Um, but I actually worked with Apple about a year and a half ago on a joint product they made with Cochlear, the implant for people oh. who are deaf or who can't hear that well. So Apple worked with Cochlear on a Cochlear implant that would stream to your iPhone or to your iOS device. Okay. So almost like we talked about with the AirPods feature, um, as you, let's say you wanted to listen to music, you pull up Apple Music, you start playing a song, and it would stream right there, almost like a headphone. Oh, streaming that's right cool. into your head, right? So that technology works really well for children who don't hear well. Okay. And so a lot of times parents will give their kids a cheap iPod Touch to use with their cochlear implant rather than an expensive iPhone. So I think mm-hmm. it's, I mean, obviously okay. that's that's a more niche scenario, but it's one example where not everybody who wants an iOS device can afford or mm-hmm. wants to pay as much for an iOS device. So if you're on Android and you want to have an iOS device with you as well, it's cheaper to just buy an iPod Touch than yeah. to buy a phone. Um, if you want to give something to your kids, it's cheaper to give them an iPod Touch than to give them a phone. So I think that's kind of where we're at. We're just seeing, like, they're seeing, there's still people buying this product. This will be the seventh generation iPod Touch, um, if this uh, rumor is true, and it seems like it is. But they also have the entry-level iPads. Like four new models. hmm Yeah. And so... Are you a big iPad user, Andrew? I am, but I use the iPad Pro. Okay. Which I love. It's What's the difference? So the, the base-level iPad, um, first of all, visually, it looks like pretty much any iPad you've seen over the yeah. past decade. Whereas the new iPad Pro looks more like the iPhone 10, where there's no, like you see your phone there, you have the bezels at the top and the bottom, et cetera, and mine uh-huh. just has, you know, almost nothing. Yeah. So the iPad Pros look more like this. Okay. Almost bezel-less. They're still a little bezel, but they're very fast. They're almost as fast or faster in some cases than a MacBook or a oh, MacBook cool. Pro. Okay. Um, and they have Apple Pencil support. Um so, yeah, just, just a nicer, basically a nicer iPad, a, a work-level iPad. The base-level iPads are very inexpensive. So they start, I believe, at $329. Um, they support the older Apple Pencil as well as something called the Crayon. So you can basically <laughs> – the Crayon is something where you just take any – so you can have a box of crayons, fake – they just call it this. And so let's say you have a classroom and you have like 10 iPads for the class and you have a box of crayons. You can grab any iPad and any crayon, and it'll just work. Whereas with the Apple Pencil, like my Apple Pencil only works on my iPad, unless you sync it to yours. Okay. Um, So last year, Apple, when they updated the base level iPad, they really made it all about education. They're trying to compete with the Chromebooks of the world. I don't know that they're doing that well. Chromebooks are very, very cheap, and iPads are just, even at 329, Mm -hmm. iPads are not very cheap. But nevertheless, looks like Apple is about to... um, update both of these devices at a, an event probably happening this spring. Are you going to be there? No, I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to. I mean, these things, in fact, this might not even be an event because it doesn't seem like, like last year when they updated it, it was at a school in Chicago. They held the event at a school. Like, oh, that I was, remember that. Yeah, it was kind of odd. Um, but invites haven't gone out yet. Um, and like usually for Apple, I've only gone to iPhone launches. Um just because, I don't know, other stuff doesn't seem as 
crazy to me. Um, but one other thing that was rumored for Apple. A kind of like a Netflix for games. Yes, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you play games on your mobile phone? Not really. No? Okay, not a gamer. Do you Sorry. play any games? Is, every, is everyone going to hate me if I say no? Everyone is, yeah, you're losing your tech card <laughs> real fast <laughs> up in here. Don't tell um, anyone. <laughs> so here's what's interesting. So when you think of entertainment, <laughs> oh, right? Oh, no. Entertainment. <laughs> I walked into that. <laughs> tell me what types of entertainment, like general categories of entertainment there are. Like music. Like music, TV, shows. Right. Yeah. And I think the only other one is games. Like I can't, I can't think of three. Like music, visual entertainment, which is movies and TV or mm-hmm. theater, mm-hmm. and then games. Like, is there anything else? So Apple has Apple Music, right? So they've got their music subscription service. Mm-hmm. They are heavily rumored to be launching their video Netflix competitor. So Apple, whatever they end up calling it, Apple T, Apple, it won't be Apple TV because that's a physical device, but Apple's video service. It's going to compete with Netflix. Okay. It only makes sense then, right, to yeah. also have a game subscription service as well. So what's weird about this is what games are going to be included in here. Like, <clears throat> do you just pay a monthly fee and have access to any iOS game you want? Or do they curate certain <laughs> games that you can play and other ones you have to buy? That's that's what's up in the air. This is a very new new rumor, but it seems to make sense in a company that's trying to become more about services and less about mm-hmm. product sales. Would you use an Apple Games subscription service? I don't service? know because I feel like I play more of my games on like my Xbox or my PlayStation or my Nintendo yeah. Switch. Like I want to play my games on a TV, not in my hand. Yeah. Um, so I don't know that I would personally use it. I would definitely... I mean, I'm an Apple Music subscriber, so I'm definitely using their music service. And I would subscribe to a TV service if the content was good. And it seems like Apple is trying to prepare people for that because at CES, did we talk about last week? Like, Apple is going to be built in to a lot of the TVs this year. So, Sony, Samsung, Vizio, and LG all announced um, integration with Apple's HomeKit and AirPlay 2, and Samsung in particular also announced that iTunes would be built into their TVs. So it seems like Apple's trying to get into the TV space um, rather than expecting you to buy an Apple TV. Yeah. Question for you, Andrew. Question. Hit me So you have a 15-year-old. Yes. And mobile gaming. So how much does he game on, on his mobile device because from my understanding especially lately mm-hmm. it's almost overwhelming how much gaming is going on on mobile devices right. for developers even to the point of where what uh, Blizzard had that huge flop where they, you know oh, where yeah. they, they announced you know about uh, what is it the new Diablo or something mm-hmm. like that was going to be mobile and they just got huge backlash right. for it but there's no way to really ignore so I want to ask you as a parent mm-hmm. you know how much does your 15 year old actually game on I his feel like device. to him like to me there's a difference between console gaming PC gaming mobile gaming like yep. they're all different mm-hmm. and I feel like to him it's just gaming like all right. what situation am I in right now <laughs> that I can play a game you know what I mean <laughs> okay. um, so am I sitting in front of my TV alright I'll play the Xbox or do I want what game do I want to play oh mm-hmm. I want to play Fortnite right now well I'm, I'm on the go so I'm going to play it on my phone or I'm at home, I'm going to play it here. Um, Nintendo's kind of 
blurred that line a little totally. bit with the switch where I feel like a lot of like it almost seems like his preference is to use the switch handheld mode. Mm. Okay. Whereas my preference is to hook it into the dock and play on a TV. Like totally. Why wouldn't you want to play it? Like to me, 4K surround sound, play that way. <laughs> but to him, it's like no, I just want to have it on the go, walk around, grab it, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know that he like prefers mobile gaming so much as it's just I want to play something. What situation am I in? Okay, and he's cool with it. Whereas for me, <laughs> if I want to play something, but it's like while I'm on a plane, I'll actually like think about it. Like, do I really want to play this on my phone screen? I'll just read some news or I'll just listen to a podcast. Mm. Like I'll actually decide not to because I don't want to play it on my my small phone that doesn't have dedicated buttons. That's me. So Apple's gaming streaming service is probably not for us, is what you're saying. It's you know, or, or the target not for me. demographic. Okay. Definitely not for me. All right. Um it's for you, I don't know. Are right, do you play mobile games? <laughs> no, I'm not a mobile gamer. All right. I'm not I'm I'm like PC. I mean I mm. came from when we carried our twenty four inch CRTs, you know. <laughs> Up and downstairs to our friend's house. Yeah, see, that's land that's not me either. That's yeah. me. The, the the most of <laughs> them was land world, is like the original Xbox when we wanted to play Halo with other people. Yeah, we would like plug in the Ethernet cable and then like string it across the hall in our apartment building to the front. Like we have a hundred foot cable, just nice. is gonna go across the hall into your door, into your yeah. That's those were the days. <laughs> All right, that was your look at Apple's upcoming iPod Touch, iPad, and gaming service. All of these are rumored. None of this is confirmed yet, but we think it's going to happen. Any final thoughts? It's probably going to happen. Probably going to happen. We'll, see. <laughs> um, we'll be right back talking about foldable phones and minimalist phones right after the break. Hey everyone, welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Starla Simpaco. I'm Andrew Edwards. And now we're about to talk about foldable phones. Yes. Have Have you ever used a foldable phone, Andrew? I got my hands on one at CES. I don't even remember the name of the company, um, but it was not Samsung. Samsung showed off a foldable phone prototype. Um, and other, other companies are trying to jump in quickly to compete here. Um, imagine having your smartphone be twice the size like a tablet basically like a tablet <laughs> and then you can fold it in Snap half Snap it in half almost like what you have here okay you have this surface book pro it's huge what is it surface book and obviously and I'm, I'm not going to close it but you can close it and mm-hmm. you have this hinge right yeah now this hinge is pretty thick t-h-i-c-c mm-hmm. and <laughs> i am not a fan of that hinge because it stays open like, you know what I mean? Like, when you close it, like, the hinge isn't, like, shut. Uh-huh. It, like, has an open area because yeah. it's so wide. That's what these foldable phones are like. Oh. Like, you, it, it looks terrible. <laughs> and the other thing is, if something folds, glass does not fold. Can we agree with that? Glass does not fold. <laughs> okay. All of our phones right now have glass on them to protect the display. So we're about to downgrade our phones to plastic mm. just so they can fold? Not me. I'm not trying to do that. What do you think? What, what, is your, what is your idea of these foldable phones? I've just never looked at my phone and thought, oh, I wish I could fold this right now. Wait a minute. So did you never have a foldable, like a Motorola Razor or anything? No, no. I did, I did have a flip phone. Okay. All right. But I was getting scared. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess... I guess in the video, which maybe we can pull up a video of the okay. Samsung foldable phone that's the prototype. Or any of them, yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of cool to be looking at something in tablet mode and then fold it down. 
to be more of a phone mode. Okay. It's, I just, I can't think of any times in my daily life when I'm thinking, oh, okay, I need to change the width of this screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for me, I feel like it would be cool if, for example, if I could take this phone and fold it in half. Like, let me clamshell this. So now I just have this tiny thing. I can slip in my like pocket. fit in your pocket? Yeah, like that's more, because <laughs> these phones are getting bigger and bigger each year, right? If I could fold it in half, don't double the size of the phone. I don't want to double, I don't need a tablet. Mm-hmm. Like take my phone and just let me fold that in half into a clamshell. Game Boy Advance style. What was that? Game Boy Advance SP. You ever seen one of these? Mm. I know you're not a gamer. I'm just curious. Remember the Game Boy Advance SP? I do. The way that thing folded in half? Yep. That was nice. Let me do that with my phone and I might be interested. Might. I'm not saying I will. Might. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big fan of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see this. what they say. Uh, I mean, it's rumored that Samsung will come out with a foldable phone around March. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how they sell it. You know, right. What's the value of being yes. able to fold your phone? Sure. Now, speaking of Samsung, I will be heading down to San Francisco. Um, the week of February 18th, they're going to be announcing the new Samsung Galaxy S10 smartphone. So I'll be there to check out the S10, S10 Plus, the rumored 5G version of the S10. Oh. Um, so obviously I'll be not in town. So maybe Todd will take over the seat during that week. But the following week, I'll be back to talk about Samsung's new hotness. Maybe they'll talk about the uh, Galaxy F there. That's the foldable Samsung phone, the Galaxy F. What do you guys think of the name? Galaxy, Galaxy F. F. Galaxy like F. Fail? Fold. Fold. <laughs> fail. Galaxy fail. She said what everybody was thinking. That's the connotation of F. Right. Like, it gets an F. Yeah. Know. Maybe they shouldn't name it that. <laughs> I, think, I think it's too late. <laughs> They've already done it. Hmm. Um, now, there's another trend happening in the mobile phone space. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I don't know if we can call it a trend, but it's, it's uh, they growing want it movement. to be one. Yeah, growing movement. <laughs> Oh boy! Minimalist phones. phones. Phones that don't do everything they should. Let's just call it what it is. Well, there's some people who could say just because you could doesn't mean you should. Okay. It's basically a very basic phone. So one example is the Light Phone, um, the first model. I think you could only make calls, mm-hmm. and then the Light Phone Two. Now it has alarms, and yep. I believe texting. So it has a few more features, but you know the idea is you're not going to be stuck scrolling. Mm-hmm. through Instagram for mm-hmm. hours, which can be a time suck and happens to the best of us. <laughs> happens does. to me. Happened to me last night. Um, so I, I'm kind of a fan. I'm willing to try it. So you just wasted your night away scrolling through Instagram last night? Is that I what didn't happened? mean to was the thing. I but meant you did to this. go to sleep. This is what happened. Yeah, I meant to go to sleep and then I saw a notification. I opened it up and I'm sitting there for I don't know how many minutes <laughs> and then I had such a hard time going to sleep. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. interesting. Now, Listen, I understand there's this whole digital well-being thing that's being taken into account. We're seeing Google add this to phones and Apple add this to phones. Um, You can go into your phone. You can see how long you spend in each app, how much screen time you've had over the past week, how many notifications you get a week. Mine is pretty crazy. In Mm. fact, uh, do you know how to get to that section of your phone? Yeah. Let's just open ours up right now. I have to power mine back on. Oh, you turned your phone completely off? Well, we don't know who's listening. You wanted to stop Travis. (laughs) 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 All right. So if I go into my screen time for the past seven days, here we go. We really doing this right now? Here we go. We're doing this. I have seven hours and 53, oh, sorry, eight hours and 12 minutes per day. 
of screen time. Um, and in the last seven days, eight hours and 15 minutes of that was spent in Twitter, five hours in messaging, five hours in Instagram. Wow. Four hours recording, almost five hours recording video. So that's work. Um, four hours on Facebook. Four hours on Reddit. Jeez. So, and I pick up my phone 111 times per day. How is that even possible? Wow. And do you know how many notifications I get a day? How many? Do you know how many notifications I, I get a day? A thousand. An av- no. <laughs> An average of 340 notifications. That's a lot. Per day. That's a lot. Per day. Mine's probably skewed. I took several sick days. Two mm. hours, 11. But I think that's that's an outlier. Mm, okay. Okay. I'll probably double that. Let's check this. Check this out next yeah. week again. We'll I'm check curious. this out next week. But okay, so obviously a lot of people are doing a lot of things on their phone, a lot of things that aren't even necessary. They're just time wasters, etc. So we're saying we're seeing these phones that are being released as a method to curb that. Yeah. So you pick up a Motorola. No, sorry, was it Palm? The Palm phone. Yes. Tiny little phone, little display, fits cute little palm. camera, <laughs> fits in your palm, and. The weird thing, though, is you need to be carrying your actual phone. So you, need palm? To, you need to have your real phone. You can't just buy a Palm phone and say, you know what, I'm going minimalist. Mm-hmm. You have to have service on your other phone, almost like the Apple Watch cellular. This won't work unless I have a, an iPhone with a plan on it. I can't just okay. buy an, an Apple Watch and have it work. You need an iPhone. So these phones that are supposed to be minimalist are actually an add-on on top of the other phone you already carry around with you, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, the other thing, though, on any phone you get, you can turn all that off. You can do do not disturb. You yeah. can do do not disturb, but you can also say, you know what? Delete your I'm apps. on Instagram all the time. Turn it off or delete it. You can go into the screen time setting where you just were and say, do not let me use Instagram for more than an hour a day. And then once it hits that hour, when you go into Instagram, it'll have like a little blur shade that says you've elapsed your time for the day. Mm. You can always say, you know, let me in anyway because it's your phone. Mm-hmm. But... There are ways to curb that behavior that I think one might want to try before spending money on a device that just tells you the time, lets you do messaging, and has alarms built in. Well, some people don't have as much self-control as others. It's like if you have chocolate cake at home. Are you just going to walk past it? If it's chocolate, I'm Even not a big chocolate Even if you cover fan. it, I'm not a big chocolate you fan. know it's there. Now, if there's cookies somewhere, yeah. I, might, I might have a problem. Yes. So yes, yes, I feel you. But I mean, I'm not. I'm. I would rather remove the cookies from the premises mm-hmm. rather than buy a fancy cookie lock. A cookie that lock. you shove everything <laughs> in and lock it in, and then you just eat like fake cookies because you don't want to get the real ones. You know what I mean? That's that's what this phone is. Okay. That's what these phones are. But it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like we were talking earlier. We might have a challenge for ourselves to see if we can get these in. I know. See how long each of us could last on it. That on, sounds so crazy. On a minimalist phone. That sounds so what crazy. What if we end up loving it, Andrew? <gasps> That's so weird. The show would completely change. Yeah, the show would be done. Minimalist tech. Mm-hmm. We're just coming in without, we won't have this anymore. Geared we just have like a, down. a pen and paper. <laughs> <laughs> pen and paper for us. No, yeah, that would be terrible. Terrible for our careers. <laughs> but let's see if we can get these phones in, though. We'll reach out and see if you and I can do the challenge, who can last longer on the light phone using just those phones. So do not touch your iPhone. I know. That's crazy. That sounds weird. We'll see what it's happens. It's kind of like when I went vegetarian for three and a half days. What? Three, three and, and a half, half days. Couldn't go longer. I was expecting to hear years. Three and a half days nope. and I was done. That was done. Okay, what what did you what was it that you missed? <laughs> 
Was it just meat in general? Or was it like, I really love burgers or? Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, just eating a salad without like, <laughs> chicken in it. It's, it's, I don't know, it just seems incomplete. Wow, eating a salad with chicken in it doesn't even sound exciting to me. Yeah. I'm just not a salad guy. That's Or like if you are if you go out to dinner with your friends Quiche. and you're like going through the menu at an Italian <laughs> restaurant and you're like, uh, I guess I'll have I'll have the, the, pasta the pasta with just the sauce. Do you have olive oil and pasta? <laughs> and butter. <laughs> Little butter? Right. <laughs> I eat like a kindergartner now. I'm vegetarian. Okay. Three well, and a half days. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's our show this week. Yeah. Nothing else going on. Well, there's always stuff happening, but those are our topics. We'll be back here next week with more tech news. Hopefully the FaceTime bug is fixed by then. Who knows? Who knows? Apple promised it would be. So... We'll just record the podcast through FaceTime. There you go. Right, right. If we need to, we'll do that. (laughs) Thanks a lot for listening to Geared Up. If you're not already, you should subscribe to Andrew's YouTube channel to see our live behind-the-scenes videos. You can do that at youtube.com slash gear live. Also, subscribe to Geared Up in your favorite podcast app. Just search for Geared Up. That's two words, not one, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you like what we do, consider leaving us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find the show. Geared Up is a GeekWire podcast. You can see more from us at geekwire.com. Jake Green runs the live stream and Jim Valley edits the show. I'm Andrew Edwards. And I'm Starless Simpaco. We'll see you next time. 